Um, so you remember how last last week I was bitching about how it had been 82 degrees in Texas? Yeah. How's the weather now? So right now, right this moment right now, it is it has reversed it. It's not 82 degrees. It's 28 degrees. Yay. And I'm Fair leaning night. back Fair right night. now so I can look out my window. Yes, all of the trees are still covered in ice. Mm-hmm. There's ice on everything. We don't know what to do with that. I, j- people are dying out there because they're trying to drive their cars to places, and we do not know how to handle an icy road. We just don't. That is not part of our driver's education. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I'm logging into Twitter, and I'm expecting to see, you know, thirst traps, posts about Star Wars, you know, the usual stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And all of a sudden, it's just a wall of piles of cars and death and destruction and freeways. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And it's all like outside of Texas, Fort Worth, outside of Austin, outside, you know, like all these different places. It's like death yeah. everywhere. But if today is 28 degrees, huh, that is uh, balmy and warm, even toasty compared to our pr- our. Uh, What's it called? <laughs> Forecast. That's the word for Monday, mm-hmm. which is a high of eighteen and a low of one. Nope. One. What is going on in Texas, y'all? Jeez. Well, it's a good thing climate change is a hoax because <laughs> we would be real fucked if that was a real thing. So, um, hey, we've got like an episode to talk about today, but is there anything else Star Wars related you want to talk about today? Hmm. What? Did something happen this week? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like nothing important happened. So y'all who are listening to the sound of my voice right now, you don't know that uh, I have spent weeks, nay months, talking to Christopher about Gina Carano. And about how she's terrible. And he's like, no, no, I don't follow anybody on social media because I don't want to know. I don't want to know things about them. Don't ever learn about your heroes. And there is some validity to that position. However, I prefer the validity of my position where I can now say, I told you. Uh huh. I told you so. That bitch is wrong. She is awful. And she is terrible on the social medias. And it finally caught up to her. And uh, now Cara Dune has to die off camera, and I'm fine with it. I kind of hope they just recast her, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think so either. They they may invent another character that sort of fills that niche. Mm-hmm. And that's the, oh, that's the crying fucking shame about it, because I love Cara Dune. She was one of my favorite characters in The Mandalorian, bar none. Mm-hmm. The part at the end of the last episode uh, where Luke Skywalker shows up, oh my god, uh, where her gun gets jammed and she's in the elevator and she's all, okay, <laughs> I think I got it, excuse me, and she like asks, politely like m- moves her gun over what's her name's head, and then she proceeds to murder a bunch of stormtroopers, I just, I that was a total oh. LOL moment, so. <laughs> well, and it was so great for me uh, to see a girl, a, a girl with a thick body, 
like in there being a badass, being a hero, looking like what a drop trooper should look like. Like they were, they didn't do that thing, that thing that Hollywood loves to do where they're like female character. We need her to be um, 120 pounds or less, regardless of what her character is supposed to be capable of. But to see Cara Dune with like muscle and like body fat and just beefiness, like God, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved her. I wanted to climb her like a jungle gym. So I'm going to miss having Cara Dune around. But yeah. I'm not going to miss Gina Carano getting to continue uh, existing within the Star Wars universe, existing on the same cast as the guy who celebrated his trans sister coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that she doesn't get to reap the rewards of that mm-hmm. 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 anymore. You don't get to exist in this. Your transphobia and bigotry and anti-Semitism has no place here. Yeah. Bye. So first of all, time for some corporate education, kids. Ooh. Uh, the reason I love why corporate education time with Chris. Yay. Go. Yeah. When you sign a contract with Disney or any entertainment company, but more specifically Disney, because they're notorious for this, they have a, I don't know the actual term for it, but in, in the tech world, it's called a social acceptability clause. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is that is a that is rife for interpretation there. Exactly. Uh, while you're under contract with said company, uh, you represent said company. Everything you do and say should be you should take who you're working for under consideration at all times. Mm-hmm. So whether you're you know what's her fuck Gina whatever uh, James Gunn Roseanne Barr. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if mm-hmm. you do stuff that pisses people off, you're going to get your ass let go. Right. So, so you are personally responsible to make the decision. Do If I am going to be incendiary on social media, should I proceed with this contract? And mm-hmm. she made the choice to work for, work for Disney, LucasArts, whatever. Um, and then she also made the choice to say something controversial, whether you agree with it or not. I hope you don't agree with it, because fuck. But uh, mm-hmm. but if you, even if you do, you know, you conser- uh, conservative folks out there that preach personal responsibility, she's personally responsible to represent an image that she did not live up to, and she's let go. So for those of y'all that are like, oh my god, censorship, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, mm-hmm. personally, she's personally responsible, just like any other per- any other entertainer that works for Disney. And Disney has a reputation; they'll fire your ass for something that's not bigot fueled. It's still controversial. So, mm-hmm. so her bad for uh, doing that. And that's that is that that's 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 the reason why she was let go. It wasn't because she said something offensive necessarily. I hate to break it to you. It's because right. she pissed off a lot of people. And she's no Mm -hmm. longer a viable person to be part included in that product. And the thing is, is she said that shit while she knew she was on contract with Disney. Mm -hmm. You mentioned James Gunn. The shit that he got in trouble for was stuff that he said before he ever worked for Disney. Mm -hmm. Which is probably why he was able to work his way back into Disney's good graces. And he's working again. Yeah. But, you know, in James Gunn's case, he signed that contract knowing he probably said some stupid shit on social media. That's why I would never... That's why for me personally... Um, I would never work for a company that like that because I know mm-hmm. I said incendiary shit. I say offensive oh, shit yeah. all the time. Like I would love to like if Disney showed up today and was like, come and work for us. I'd be like, A, 
well, how did you find out where I live? And B, um, well, hello. <laughs> we need to we need to have a talk about my whole social media and how yeah. everything that gets said on the internet is there forever. Mm-hmm. And like, I've got Facebook memories. It reminds me of some stupid shit I said ten years ago that I don't remember saying. Yeah. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be personally responsible. Now, the second point I wanted to make. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to elevate ourselves and to stop the cycle. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, bigotry is a thing that exists in all spectrums of, of, of our political, cultural makeup. Sure. Right? You know, mm. uh, we talk about white people hating uh, people of color. You know what? I know a lot of people of color that hate other people of color and white people. So it's not like a one-way street at all. And I right. I get so frustrated when it's... It's it's always framed as being a one-way thing. It's not. Uh, for me, as a gay person, I got m- way more shit from my, Hispa- my Hispanic brothers and mm-hmm. sisters and my African brothers and sisters than they did white people. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's my personal experience. And by the way, I'm not saying that all Latinos and black people are more homophobic. No, that's just my personal experience. Okay? Right. Speaking as also uh, as a, a member, as it were, of the white passing Latino community, <laughs> I can confirm. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you just kind of look at the response on social media to Gina, Miss Gina, uh, there's a lot of death threats. There's a lot of people wishing well, that's not her, okay. her, her and her family to die and all this kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. So, well. Okay, G- that's not okay. That's, that is not okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what I mean. You're giving, uh, you're giving somebody like her ammunition at that point to, mm-hmm. and, there are going to be people on her side that goes, well, you know, that metaphor is really drastic, but look at all these people threatening to kill her. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, like that's, that's not okay. Yeah. Like, there's, she has no reason to change her mind yeah, if no. she's going to lose her job for it and be attacked and be threatened. That's just going to cement her position. Yeah. And so, also, it's fucking wrong. Yeah, it's fucking like, wrong. Don't. Don't threaten to kill her. Threaten to punch her in the face and good luck with that. Have you seen Gina Carano? But don't. D- death threats are not. No. Yeah. Nope. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. And, I, and to kind of loop this back to Clone Wars real quick. <laughs> mm. uh, the fact is the, the Separatists and the Republic have a lot of really good people. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll learn that over the course of the series. Yeah. There are, are not not every Separatist is General Grievous. No. There are separatists that are like, hey, the Republic is really fucked up. And you know what? They're right. <laughs> they're right. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. there's a fucking Sith Lord running the fucking thing now. Uh, well, and like every time the, you know, uh, Asajj Ventress is like the Jedi, they are corrupt and arrogant. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's that's yeah. accurate as well. That's very accurate. So, so, you know, you can't you can't fight hate with hate. You have to turn the other cheek. You have to learn a better way. And mm-hmm. uh, may I suggest one thing? It's not happening. Yes. It's not happening on social media. Get the fuck off social media if you want to have oh a conversation God, no. with people about bigotry. It's over. Social media is a backyard fence. Yeah. Every dog is brave from the other side of the fence. And yep. you can just bark all you want because there's a fence between you and the person you're barking at. And nothing no hearts and minds have ever been changed on Facebook. The mm-hmm. my long list of blocked family members will tell you that. So I'm 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 imagining the uh, first episode of the next uh, Mandalorian uh, season three, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, they're in, they're in the shuttle, they're flying away from wherever, and, you know, one <laughs> character is like, oh, I missed the child already, and Mando's like, yeah. Shame about Kara fa- falling down those stairs, though. <laughs> <laughs> so weird that she wanted to stay on that ship that we were just leaving. <laughs> yeah, and then it blew up. That's oh. fucking crazy, isn't it? That's just bizarre. <laughs> Okay, so do we want to talk? Do we want to talk about Clone Wars today? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. So now we should intro the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody! Thanks for hanging with us for this long, and welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man uh, express their opinions about Star Wars. We've already. Been expressing our opinions about Star Wars adjacent stuff for a hot minute now. So, um, hmm. Uh, my name is Stephanie, and yes, I have no <laughs> no clever intro, so I'm going to toss it to my co-host. Boop! Hi, I'm Chris. I'm that gay guy. And Steph, if you were a better mm-hmm. fighter, you wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, cl- we, we both keyed in on the best line of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is by far the bitchiest clone wars episode i remember holy to shit date. absolutely and obi-wan's not even in it i know that's what, what th- this this is broken all, like i i have to now reset the scales a bit on bitchiness <laughs> because i mean between dooku grievous and that fucking droid uh what, what was he right. e- eva4d uh jesus yes uh, you know that Obi-Wan was out there somewhere and he's like, I sense a disturbance in the bitchy force. <laughs> Someone is taking away my power. <laughs> so, some, some great amount of bitchiness has burst forth and I wasn't there. I know. Anyway, so hey guys, uh, today we are talking about, um, we, we are, okay. I'll come in again. Uh, so what we're doing with this podcast is uh, we are watching the Star Wars Visual Media Library in chronological order, experiencing the Star Wars story as it unfolds in the fullness of time, uh, which leads us to today's episode where we are discussing Clone Wars Season 1, Episode 10, Lair of Grievous. Ooh. Ooh. So top of the show, the Jedi fortune cookie is... Most powerful is he who controls his own power. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh About that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have the announcer bit? Oh, don't. Do I ever? Okay, here we go. Get it. Viceroy Gunray escapes (laughs) en route to... (laughs) Don't make fun of me. En route to Coruscant to stand trial for war crimes, evil separatist leader Newt Gunray was broken free of his Jedi escort. With the help of Count Dooku's sinister agents, the villainous Viceroy has made a daring getaway. Alerted to the bold prison attack, Jedi Master Kit Fisto was traced the stolen ship to a remote system, hoping to recapture Gunray and return him to justice. So, uh, I I apologize. I happened to take a sip of water right when you said Viceroy, and that was the best Viceroy I have ever heard. And so I choked a little (laughs) bit. But it was a, I'm not making fun of you. That was a choke of delight and glee. I love the announcer bit. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. It's the best. I'm I'm okay. (laughs) I love it. It's my favorite part of the show. Okay. So, yeah, we have uh, Jedi Master Kit Fisto. This is his first appearance in Clone Wars. 
What? That's all I'm going to say. <sighs> okay, so uh, Jedi Master Kit Fisto, um, he is voiced by Phil Lamar. And we know Phil Lamar. We've encountered Phil Lamar before. Um, you've definitely encountered him before. He was uh, Samurai Jack. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was uh, the Green Lantern in all of the Justice League animated shows. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. All right. And in Clone Wars, so far, he has we have heard him as Senator Ornfri Ta of Ryloth and Senator Bail Organa and his cheekbones of Alderaan. Mm-hmm. So now here he is as Jedi Master Kit Fisto. Would you like to know a little bit of information about Kit Fisto? I just want, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> because this is, this is apparently, I'm learning, this is what I love about doing the show. Is like, let me do a deep dive into what exactly a Nautilin is. And right. that's how I geek out about this. So uh, Jedi Master Kit Fisto, he is a Nautilin. Uh, they are an amphibious humanoid from the ocean planet in the Midrim uh, called Glee Anselm. And that planet comes up much later uh, as well. It is the home planet of, oh, the guy from Solo. The one that's... Which which guy? Play Woody Harrelson's character. Oh, uh, fuck. I don't remember his name right now. Well, you know, that's forgivable because Solo is not a super memorable hey, anyway. Hey, 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 I'm looking it up right now. So, anyway, uh, uh, Nautilus. Huh? What? Beckett. What? Beckett. That's his Beckett. name. Beckett. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just keep thinking of him as um, Hamish Abernathy. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so Nautilus, uh, their skin can actually come in a wide rainbow of colors. Kit Fisto happens to be green. And his most notable trait is the uh, magnificent tentacles growing from his head. Tentacles, tentacles. Tent- <laughs> all of his tentacles. Uh, and it turns out the reason Nautilus have those is because they use them to sense pheromones. Because... Their native language, which is spoken mostly underwater, mm-hmm. half of it is pheromones. It's like half sound and half pheromones. So in order to have a conversation with a nautilin underwater, and you're a nautilin, you got to like fan out your tentacles into the water and sense the pheromones as well. So that's, that's fucking the, weird. <laughs> the xenobiology yeah. of, of them. Don't call it weird. They're maybe to a nautilin you're fucking weird okay sure sure but you know what they're not real stephanie i don't know if you knew that <laughs> <laughs> wait what <laughs> I, yeah, no! what? <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm, anyway. I'm picturing i'm picturing two people floating underwater and one of them swims up and is like smell my armpit you know <laughs> no anyway. no don't smell my armpit put your tentacle in my armpit oh okay that's better <laughs> That's very different. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kit Fisto, I, I don't know why you're dramatic sighing about Kit Fisto. I fucking love Kit Fisto. He is the nicest guy ever. Like, he proves that a Jedi is capable. It's like not against the Jedi Order rules to laugh. Like mm-hmm. a big belly laugh and to be happy to see people and stuff. Like, you can have positive emotion and still be a Jedi Master. Ain't that some shit? Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't technically have a problem with him, except in this episode, uh, he makes the same fucking mistake every fucking Jedi had been making thus far. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm, I am interested to learn. Yeah, uh, uh, 
I did want to point out, though, if you Google Kit Fisto Clone Wars and compare mm-hmm. that to Kit Fisto Attack of the Clones. It's so bad. No. Yeah, there's a hotness difference right away. I disavow all knowledge of the live action Kit Fisto. That's none of that is OK. I mean, his eyes aren't aligned. It's kind of weird. It looks like his mask is melting. I don't know. Yeah, so the the design for Kit Fisto in Clone Wars is much more reflective of the design for Kit Fisto in the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars yeah. um, than it is a reflection of the live action. Like, they kind of tried to pull some elements from the live action, but honestly, they wanted Kit Fisto to be likable and kind of hot, and you can't do that with the live action versions of him. Nope. Nope. So... Also, a uh, remarkable thing about this episode, he kept his shirt on the whole time. Weirdest thing. Yeah, he usually doesn't do that. <laughs> no. Kit Fisto is always ready to just drop robe, and I applaud that about him. Amazing. Anyway, uh, so Kit Fisto uh, has tracked uh, the transponder signal from the ship that Ventress and Newt Gunray stole from the Tranquility, the cock and ball ship. In the last episode. <laughs> right. And he's tracked it to the Vasic system. And he's flying up in his little ship. And then he like gets into orbit and then undocks from the hula hoop and flies away. And <laughs> the hula I, I had to stop and ask Lucas, what the fuck? Is he just hoping that nobody's going to take it? That when he's ready to leave the planet, he can come back and get his hula hoop? Well, it's really small, and it's probably hard to find if it's powered down yeah. and yada yada yada. I guess it just looks like floating space trash, I suppose. And you gotta um, you gotta imagine at this point the galaxy has a lot of that trash, <laughs> a lot, you know. Like, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The thing is, though, the hula. I did some research because of who I am as a person, mm-hmm. and that hula hoop is not disposable. Like that's not like a one and done piece no. of equipment. Um, would you like to know what I have learned about the hula <laughs> hoop ahead. and the ship? <laughs> Story time with Stephanie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was in monologue about Star Wars technology. Um, so as per my conversation with Lucas, that hula hoop, it is a hyperdrive module. It's the hyperdrive for that ship. It is an aftermarket modification to that ship. Uh-huh. The ship does not, it's not big enough. It is just big enough for the pilot and an astromech droid. It is not big enough for an onboard hyperdrive. Uh-huh. So you have to clip one on. And so um, that ship that he's flying in is a Delta 7B Aether Sprite class light interceptor. It is a short range light starfighter that is really only intended for like surface to orbit. It is never, it was never meant to travel in hyperspace, hence mm-hmm. the hula hoop. Right. So you arrive at your destination, uh, undock from the hula hoop, bebop around, do your Jedi thing, come back and hope nobody lifted it while you were gone. Crazy. Uh, uh, and I assume I assume they didn't want to fly in bigger ships because they like the maneuverability and the speed and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Because we talked about, you know, the hyperspace travel, like the bigger your ship, the longer you will take traveling in hyperspace because you can't really thread the needle. But with it literally a one and a half seater like this uh, light interceptor, which were used uh, exclusively by the Jedi so that the Jedi could like zip around the galaxy and get from place to place really quickly. Like that's, that was the point. That's why you send a Jedi out in this one teeny tiny little flying coffin of a ship Mm -hmm. so that he can get places quickly, which is why Kit Fisto is able to arrive at this moon um, 
like within minutes after tracking the transponder to that place and alongside uh, the other people that have also arrived. That's so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> I'm. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, I, uh, hello, Star Wars nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so who else is already uh, on the, on Vasek? Uh, did you hear that did you hear that <laughs> tell me about it stud what do you got yeah who is that I, who is it nadar veb or whatever the fuck his name is nadar veb yeah uh okay so this guy just become okay so first of all he's one of those fishy people uh, he's a mon calamari i know he's ass. a shrimp he's a shrimp guy uh, no i think it's more of a squid guy calamari yeah you're right um, yeah so and th- he is uh, voiced by Tom Kenny, same guy who does Newt Gunray, SpongeBob SquarePants. That guy, that guy. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hate his character. Anyway, so uh, uh, <laughs> he's fucking awful. <laughs> he's fucking awful. So he's all, oh my god, I just became the Jedi Knight, but I'm stupider than Ahsoka. <laughs> Which makes that makes no sense to me. Right off the bat, this kid exhibits dark side. Dark side. He's dark sided. You know, yeah, he's all aggressive. Yeah, no, he's got he's got people. some baggage, baggage. How if the you fuck will. did he become a Jedi Knight? Well, exactly, like for the same reason that barely trained clones are being thrown out on the front lines. We're we're in the shit with this war, and you got to backfill the ranks. And so, like, even uh, when Kit Fisto walks up with his big belly laugh, so happy to see his former Padawan, because Nadar Veb is his former Padawan. Uh, he even mentions, hey, sorry I couldn't finish training you. How you doing? I know. <laughs> Nadar, congratulations on passing the trials. I'm sorry the war prevented me from seeing your training through to the end. Because the, the war dragged Kit Fisto away mm-hmm. to go be a general, which, um, double standard much? Because Kit Fisto couldn't stay, couldn't take his Padawan with him and train him while he was being a general, but Anakin Skywalker is given a brand new Padawan in the middle of a literal battlefield? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, so all of that shit bugged me. Yeah. <laughs> all of yeah. that shit bugged me. And like, no wonder Nadarveb is a fucking broken boy. Yeah, I have to, I have to be honest and say, I think Nadarveb is the, my least favorite Jedi thus far in the show. Like mm-hmm. I, I disliked him so much that, and I know I'm jumping ahead. I disliked yeah, him so it. much when Grievous killed him. I got off my seat and started clapping. Yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like yeah. he needed to go. Cause if he didn't get murdered that day, he was going to fall to the dark side eventually anyway. Yeah. He was covered in Anakin Skywalker level red flags. Yeah. So dude I, was pissed again. Dear Jedi order. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you Dear doing Jedi this? Order. Why do you keep doing this? Anyway, I don't. Right. Yeah. Also, um, I'm a terrible person. Can I tell you why? Sure. Okay. So when <laughs> when Kit Fisto is first walking up and he sees Nadarveb from behind, he's got his his Jedi Nadar's got his Jedi robes on, and he calls his name, and dude turns around and like, how does he see? I don't know. Because his hood is over his big googly eyes. Like, 100%. <laughs> the hood covers everything except the end of his nose. Like, he's blind. <laughs> There's no way he can see. There are mirrors on the inside of his hood, you know? <laughs> I guess. But yeah, those those big, wonderful Mon Calamari googly eyes on the sides of his head, completely 100% covered by his hood. There's no way. <laughs> That's a trap! I can see! <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, the whole gang is there. You've got Nadar, and he has brought a small group of clones. Yep. Um, we have just a handful of clones, and I'm catching on to something with Clone Wars. Um, yes, there are color codings for the different like military groups and for like Coruscant Guard and stuff like that. But if you see clones that are just marked with red, they're dead. Maybe they're Coruscant Guard, or maybe they're fucking red shirts, and their job is to die this episode. Yeah, yeah. Because we've got Commander Phil, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> And the other two names that we learn are Niner and Bell because they're sent to go watch the ships. And there's a handful of other clones. And I mean, spoiler alert, they all get fucking murdered. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah. Because that was their job. I think Kit, Kit Fisto and R7. What? I forget the asteroid droid number. R6. R6. He has, yeah. he has an R6. Uh, yeah. Kit Fisto and R6 are the only survivors of this particular assignment. Right. Exactly. And, um, so these poor clones, they lived just long enough to hear their Jedi bitch about them getting in the way. The clones got in the way. I could have taken him. Oh so God. that was adorable. Fucking Nadar Veb. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, there's a... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Um. So the reveal, the slow reveal of this place that they're at, they've tracked the thing, the transponder, Hujabuja. To this place, this sort of fortress. And this is my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes in the episode was when they get up to the door of the fortress. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, why yeah. is it your favorite? Because they walk up to this door and they're like, aha, a closed door. The clone commander is like, I have a thermal detonator. I'll get the door open. Yeah. And Jedi Knight Nadar Veb is like, no, no, I have a lightsaber. I'll get the door open. And then you have Jedi Master Kit Fisto, who's like, guys, it's not even locked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Sometimes a second it. look uh, goes a long way, you know? <laughs> it's just like, and that's why he's the Jedi Master here, you guys. Yep. Like, everybody needs to dial it back a little bit. You could have just opened the door. <laughs> it wasn't even that hard. Yeah, that was cute. And then they go through this creepy ass uh, head, uh, base, and there's all kinds of yeah. crazy ass statues. Yeah, um, and the statues seem to depict like a single warrior going through like multiple battles and uh, sort of evolving over time. Uh, and it's really it's very creepy, um, but it's definitely a shrine to this one person. And it kind of feels like like how I imagine like Arnold Schwarzenegger has a room in his house that's like this. That's just like trophies and pictures of his bodybuilding career as he grew in, and evolved over time. Oh, and wow. then like it would go from the bodybuilding trophies to like, here's my Terminator jacket and just like, you know, trophies and memorabilia over the course of his career. Um I don't know if that's a thing. That is totally a fabrication in my in my brain about what it looks like in Arnold Schwarzenegger's house. But it's definitely like a super self-absorbed, like, series of uh, of collectibles about this one person's life. Which is interesting uh, because I never... Uh, obviously, we're talking about General Grievous. I'm, I know I'm yeah, yeah. spoiling. Uh I never, I never, I always think it's weird that General Grievous built a shrine to himself. Well, yeah, it, it was not something that I saw coming. Yeah. But it makes sense. Like, we learn over the course of the episode that Grievous is obsessed with making modifications to his body to improve himself and to make him a, a better and better warrior. Mm-hmm. And, um... 
I saw a little interview with Dave Filoni, which, quick note, I love Dave Filoni, okay? I do. I, I just, he's adorable, and I love everything he's done for Star Wars. However, every interview I see him in, he's wearing the same hat, and, like, he's got, like, a four-day beard, and maybe he rolled out of bed, threw on a hoodie, and sat down for this interview. And, like, that... Okay, sure, that's like Peter Jackson level of of a, of geek appeal that he's working with there. Like, you are so relatable now, we look just like you, except we don't have the hat. But <laughs> can you imagine if he was a woman? Like, he would not be able to just roll up to an interview uh, unwashed with a hoodie on as, as, as DeVita Filoni, you know? DeVita Filoni. Well... Why not we test it out? Why not we put Dave Filoni in really bad drag and see what happens? Let's put him in really good drag because A, I think he'd be adorable, but B, like that's just that. My point is that's just the fucking standard. If he was a woman who was in charge of a Star Wars franchise, he would have to be like tip fucking top groomed to the nines to show up for these interviews where they talk about like, uh, Whatever, whatever point I was going to make. What was I, the, the double what was standard I talking about between before? I... Women. No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I know this is true because when Kathleen Kennedy is giving an interview and of course she's in her, right. you know, her Gucci and designer outfits mm-hmm. with really good makeup and people are still making fun of her, her appearance. Right. So, yeah. And like, and Dave Filoni like rolls up looking like a half asleep hobbit and he's a genius. Like. <sighs> because I see me just... and him. I am that hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, I am that hobbit too, and I'm annoyed. I don't Especially have Gucci. Especially in 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, am not, I, I am not upkeeping my looks, girl. <laughs> I, I don't have anybody to see. <laughs> <laughs> everybody who sees me is very forgiving and loves me unconditionally. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was an interview. With, what was he talking about? Fuck. I derailed myself. Dave, uh, My Dave feminism distracted a, me. Yeah, Dave Filoni was giving an interview about this episode. He was, and I wonder what he was saying. Fuck, hold on, hold on. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, so, according to Dave Filoni, there are two different sort of versions of Grievous's backstory. There's um, the EU, apparently. I, I have no experience with this. I'm taking his word for this. In the Expanded Universe, Grievous... Um, has been sort of manipulated and modified against his will by Count Dooku mm-hmm. to right. to serve him. Um, in George Lucas's vision of Grievous, uh, Grievous is much more like a Jedi wannabe. Like he wanted to be a Jedi so bad and he never could. So that's why he fucking hates them. And he continuously modifies his body to be a more fearsome warrior to hunt them down, kill them and take their lightsabers. So... Filoni is sort of combining the two of those things. So you've got General Grievous suddenly got all this nuance in this episode where he's clearly obsessed with self-improvement and body modification to the point where he's willing to endure horrific pain. Oh, yeah. In order to to keep maintaining it and to put up with a really shitty medical droid in order to keep maintaining it. Seriously. Um, (laughs) So because he is... um, a direct servant of Count Dooku. Like Count Dooku's demands upon him are what are part of what motivates him to keep doing this to himself. And this whole episode turns out is a performance review for General Grievous. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And he is on thin fucking ice. Finally. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) just a, just a reminder for our listeners out there. 
We last saw Grievous running the fuck away from a uh, exploding ship. <laughs> Again. Again. Uh, Again. <laughs> Dooku's all, hey, I want to report. And uh, Grievous hangs up on him. Hung <laughs> up on his boss. And not just any boss, his Dark Lord of the Sith boss. Yeah. So, so then, you know, oops, surprise, Dark Lord of the Sith boss turned off all of your security at your house and lured a couple of Jedi there. Yeah. To, to see what what the fuck you'll do about that. Yeah, so, yeah, Dooku's kind of a bitch. <laughs> but this is a thing that Dooku does. Like, he loves making people fight to the death to prove themselves worthy of even talking to him. Yeah. This is something we will see over and over and over with Dooku. We saw it in the Tartagoski Clone Wars where he had, like, a gladiatorial pit. Uh, and that's where he picked up Ventress. Uh-huh. And... Uh, we'll see it again later. He's going to do bounty hunters. That's how he got Jango Fett was a, a, a death match mm-hmm. situation. So, yeah, Dooku loves doing this shit. Like, this is classic Dooku. Kind of a fetish thing, don't you think? I mean, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they they poke around in this place and they figure out a that uh, Newt Gunray is not there, which is hilarious. That it that it is in fact a trap, and how who? So the one who who grabs the the transponder and is like this right here. This is what lured us here. It's Nadarve, yep. the Mon Calamarian. And how much of a brawl do you think broke out in the writers' room over whether or not to have him say it's a trap? You know, I never thought about that. Did he? He doesn't say it, though. He says he doesn't say it. No, he doesn't say it. So the only thing I can figure is they had like a Rochambeau or like an arm wrestling contest or something in the writers' room, like between the people who did want him to say it's a trap and the people who were like, "No, that's too on the nose. It's too fucking hokey. We're not going to do it." And we know who won. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. But it, it would have been a perfect moment for him to say it. I, I, I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't say it. Now that you're pointing it out, I never thought about that. He does say. I have a really bad feeling about this. Yes, he yeah. is. He is the bad feeling about this guy. But he didn't say it's a trap. And is it a missed opportunity or were they just keeping it classy? The world may debate that at their leisure. Yeah, we'll, we'll just ask Dave Filoni next time we see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I tell him to go fucking wash his face and maybe shave. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, so Fisto's all, okay, hold on. We can't just charge uh, Grievous when he shows up. We have to have a plan. And when right. he's, and when he says that, I'm thinking that they're gonna do some like kind of like crazy ass elaborate thing <laughs> that was gonna take right? the whole episode. No, they're just gonna fucking lasso him. <laughs> yeah, their plan was to jump out at him when he comes in from the garage. Yeah, surprise, and, you know, and have some clones attach some cables to him. That's it, and then maybe cut off some of his limbs. That's yeah. the plan. Yeah, gee, it didn't work. I wonder why. I can't imagine why. Um, and if I could go the rest of my life without ever having to see General Grievous skitter along the floor like a half oh, amputated so cockroach again, so that would creepy. be great. So creepy. I mean, <laughs> full body shudder. I don't like the skitter. I don't like it. Well, he does it a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got and then we got Gorilla Grievous where he's like hanging he's like you know going on the handlebars on the gorilla ceiling Gorilla Grievous yeah Gorilla <laughs> Grievous 
Yeah, and then he just sort of like monkey bars along the hallway because yeah. the thing that they seem to have forgotten is that he has like 90 limbs. Mm-hmm. And they don't get tired. Yeah, and yeah, and he doesn't, there's no muscle fatigue with this guy. He's basically like a spinal column in an armored suit. Yeah. So, like, anyway. So they, they try to ambush him. It doesn't work. They fighty fight. It doesn't work. Um, they, Grievous grabs a clone and throws it at Nadar. And then Nadar has the audacity mm-hmm. to complain that the clones got in his way and kept him from, from killing Grievous. How fucked up would it, like how, how, how fucked up would it have been though if he just like cut cut the clone in half with his lightsaber and then kept charging Grievous? Oh my god. I think he fucking thought about it. Yeah. I, I think he considered it for a hot second. Because I, he's terrible. Yeah, he's he's horrible. He's horrible. He's awful. So but they you know, this is where we get like a look into like Grievous has an enormous storeroom full of different pieces of armor and backup equipment and and he's got this horrible little (laughs) little uh evil little shit of a medical droid whose job it is to maintain all of that equipment and put him back together again after fights and i love eva4d oh my god that's the best droid ever He's so he's so evil. I love him. He's evil, but he's also like extremely. He's a, he's a nag, and he nags because he cares. I don't think he cares. Let's not. I, no. When it comes to no. General Grievous, I think he's like. I, I mean, first of all, his his destiny is bound to Grievous. So if, if Grievous That's fails, true. he fails, right? Grievous uh, is his master. He is. I, I. He has a degree of loyalty to his master, but he also has a, an even higher degree of glee in the suffering of others. I think he really enjoys it yeah. when it hurts Grievous to start welding his armor back onto him. <laughs> and he nags him the whole time. Well, if he didn't do this, he didn't do that. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I love it. Don't be upset with me, master. If you were a better fighter, we would not be having this conversation. <laughs> It's like one of my favorite lines in the show so far. He's uh, the best. Yeah, so I was reading about him. Uh, he was he is a specially mo- modified medical droid that was created by Grievous. Uh, and after he is destroyed in this episode, mm-hmm. Grievous asks him to be rebuilt. So Grievous has an attachment to this droid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and he probably has an attachment to like some pretty extensive programming that's in this droid oh, to, sure. to be able of... to maintain yeah. all of the Grievousness. Yeah, because you can't. It's, it's. I'm sure it's difficult to get just a new medical droid, and you have to retrain them and everything like that. It's probably much mm-hmm. easier to, uh, <laughs> probably much easier just to rebuild the original droid. I guess the cloud right. doesn't exist in Star Wars universe. Yeah, no, he didn't get uploaded anywhere. Yeah. Um, and Grievous is in a fight for his life here because he uh, has been. Like I said, this is a performance review, and Dooku is not. Uh, not making any bones about that. He straight up tells Grievous, uh, there are Jedi in your house. Take them out or you don't fucking work for me anymore. Yep. And so this is his job. He has to fight. He has to, he, A, he has to survive fighting these uh, two Jedi and a bunch of clones. And he has to win this or his super evil overlord boss is definitely going to be eliminating him. Yeah. Yeah. I working for Sith is really rough, man. Yeah, yeah. Why did you fuck with my home? Well, this is a test, and you have been failing me recently, and blah blah blah. Right? Could you just pick up the phone and we talk about it? 
No, no, no there's there's no, no there's no HR department in Sith. <laughs> you are subject to the whims of your of your supervisor completely. Yeah. Um, and like at one point, Lucas was like, "Why would Dooku set a trap for his best general?" And I'm like, "That's because that is his best general. That is unacceptable." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. The performance is subpar. Yeah. Sidious has been disappointed with uh, your efforts lately, so... Hmm. Yeah. Goodbye, girl. <laughs> yes, my lord. General, the ongoing stalemate in the war has become unacceptable. There is concern you have lost your focus. Lord Sidious demands more dramatic results. More dead Jedi. You expect victory over Jedi, but all you give me to fight them is battle droids. And Duke is like, no, 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 do not, do not blame your staff. This is you. Okay. Leadership starts at the top and that's you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. It's ugly. It's ugly. So my favorite, so this is, this is me being a dick, by the way, folks. Oh, I'm so glad you prefaced that. I wouldn't be able to distinguish it from the rest of the conversation otherwise. Yeah, I know. I know. But this is specifically, (laughs) specifically dickish and mean and I acknowledge that, but I don't give a fuck. Uh. The part where, so Nadar and uh, Grievous eventually get into a one-on-one fight, which, by the way, Kit Fisto's like, you're not ready, don't do that, blah, 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 and he does it anyway. Kit Fisto tries to get him to not do it. Well, he does it anyway, A, because he's terrible, and B, because the the medical droid slammed a door shut in between Nadar and Kit Fisto, locking Nadar in that space with Grievous. Yep. And then watched on the TV and clapped his little metal hands together in <laughs> delight as Nadar was slaughtered. Yay, I love that droid. Okay. <laughs> but the way, but, you know, they're doing the lightsaber thingy and, uh, you know, the Jedi's all, aha, uh-huh, you can't fight me. That part where mm-hmm. Grievous just pulls a gun out from one of his arms uh, right. and just k- shoots him over and over again in the stomach. Holy shit. Just fucking shot him. Yeah. yeah. That was cold. That was stone cold. And I kind of loved it. I loved it. That That is yeah. my favorite part of this episode. There. There. I've, I'm I'm out of the closet. I am a vicious bitch. But <laughs> Do you feel better? I feel so much better. You got that? I got fucking that cheered. I fucking cheered. But before that. Ooh, before that. We're for, we forgot about gore. Oh, you're you, right. You remember gore? So Grievous... This is the sweetest thing, right? So Grievous gets home and he gets he gets off of his ship and he walks in before the Jedi jump him. He's on his way into his home and he goes, Gore? Gore? Like he's calling a dog to come and say hi. A, a, a dog the size of a car with spider-like tentacles coming out of its back <laughs> and a forked leg and so, cybernetic modifications oh exactly so let's talk about let's talk about gore uh grievous's beloved pet gore uh <laughs> is he he's a male rogwort a what exactly a rogwort <laughs> is an apex predator native to mustafar if that tells you anything oh, Jesus. about how mustafar. awful these creatures are mustafar they are about the size of a rancor, and they come naturally equipped with horns, fangs, enormous teeth, and a tail that can impale you. And they are not, um, commonly kept as pets, shall we say? This is just Grievous going for broke. Uh, he keeps Gore around to protect his, his fortress, like you do. Right. Um, but he's Grievous, right? So he can't resist modifying the death monster. 
So he added armor plating and four cybernetic limbs mounted on his back. Yeah. Just to make him even more horrible. But he still he is still called to him like a dog, so it's kind of like yeah. this is probably also Grievous's only friend. It, it, this guy, uh, Gore, and the droid. That's it. Yeah, he's got a he's got a death monster and an evil little shit of a droid, and that's those are Grievous's friends. I mean, and I'd like, be I'd be cool with hanging with that crew, to be honest with you. <laughs> honestly, yeah. yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, Grievous is a little insufferable, but the other two, Gore looks adorable. Anyway, Gore dies. A classic traditional star wars death of having multiple limbs cut off and then being stabbed with a lightsaber so no shame there no shame there good job gore good boy (laughs) he's a good boy anyway (laughs) so yeah nadar veb uh is murdered by general grievous and grievous takes his lightsaber as a trophy but does he get to keep it no he does not Nope. nope Because Kit Fisto has a thing or two to say about uh, about what just happened. Actually, Kit Fisto really just wants to leave. He doesn't feel any particular need to kill Grievous. He doesn't feel any particular need to avenge anybody. Why? Because he's a Jedi. Yep. He got the intel that he needs, and he's going to bounce now. Yep. Uh, and he probably couldn't have defeated him at that point, because no. it wasn't just Grievous at that point that was he was fighting against. It was those crazy-ass, uh, what are they called? That's right. The Magna Guard were the Magna Guard droids, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They are like there were like, I think there were like six of them plus Grievous. Mm-hmm. That's that's way too much. So yeah, that's too much. No, yeah. I mean, and see, that was the difference between Kit Fisto and and Nadar Veb on this one. Nadar was like, I will swear vengeance because he killed the clones that I was just bitching about a second ago, uh, and I will aha, and I will kill General Grievous for this. And Nadar like is very... What does he say? He says, But in this war, strength prevails. The rules have changed. Perhaps you are the one who has changed. Kit Fisto's like, eee, vengeance? That's not a thing we do. And Nadar's like, no, that's what we do now because we're in a war, master. Yeah. This is what we have to do. And so Nadar is, I think, in this moment, sort of representing the new mindset of the Jedi. If they're not careful, like they're going to all end up like Nadar. The corruption. And Kit yeah. Fist. Yeah. And like the constantly being pitted against violence. There's a whole backstory on, on Wikipedia about Navar- Nadar Veb, about how, you know, he's abandoned by his master because of the war. And he goes on to become a healer. And in you know, like healing the, ho- the people injured in this war, he got like a face full of the horrors of it and just went straight vengeance times. Wow. So, yeah. And I don't care because I hate him. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's awful. He's awful. But he is definitely, I think, in this moment, sort of representing what the Jedi Order is going to turn into if they're not fucking careful. Mm-hmm. And Kit Fisto is sort of representing what the Jedi Order ideally should be, which is calm, cool, collected, and uh, nice. He's a nice person. So yeah. there's that sort of dichotomy there. And that even leads into the end um, that's further emphasized, you know, when uh, Kit Fisto is back at the Jedi Council reporting what happened. Uh, and he explains, you know, my former Padawan totally fucking went dark sidey there and died. And then Yoda says, To answer power with power. The Jedi way, this is not. In this war, a danger there is of losing who we are. Yep. And like, you think? <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. 
<laughs> Welcome to the conversation, Master Yoda. What do you think? You think maybe we should we should stop fucking murdering everybody? You think we should maybe not be in a war? What do you think? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Are you doing the Stewie right then? <laughs> <laughs> not very well, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut up. I was trying to do a bit and it fell flat. I'm a little embarrassed now. It'll be okay. So, overall, how are you feeling about this episode? I liked the episode. Um, because if if an episode can make me feel strongly, even mm-hmm. if it's negatively, about a character, then it did its job. Like, we're not supposed to like Nadar Veb. Right, like right. He, yeah, we're not... He's, he's intentionally obnoxious. We're not supposed to like him. Yeah, we're not supposed to cry when <laughs> Grievous blasts him in the stomach with his... Fucking finger. shoots him. Fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I actually... I kind of like Grievous more. Uh, which is weird. I mean, I I, I, I already liked Grievous, you know, because I have this weird well, thing with cool villains. He's a cool villain. That's true. I, I think my favorite is the dynamic between him and Dooku, because Dooku's like, Yeah. I am a serious bitch, and I am fucked up your home. You know, it's like, God, man, you can't, you can't even just give this guy, like, some space <laughs> well yeah like at the end when grievous reports back to dooku and dooku's like well victory over the clones and the young jedi was expected but to best a jedi master this is truly an accomplishment worthy of recognition the jedi fisto escaped so there is room for improvement <laughs> what no you're still you're still up for review sir my gosh. Was not good enough. Yeah. It seems that there are some improvements to make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the worst boss. Like, <laughs> there's no there's no carrot. Dooku is all stick. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you... Wait. My entire management methodology is based on Dooku. Why do you think he's the worst boss? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure your employees love you. No. <laughs> they do not. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you are beloved. I ain't, I ain't there and, to make friends. And the work atmosphere is not at all tense I, or mercenary. <laughs> you make your employees fight to the death, don't you? Uh, well, now what I'm going to do is when they answer uh, customers incorrectly, <laughs> when they when they you know they get up from their 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 home office because they all work remotely, and they enter the living mm-hmm. room, there will be a droid there waiting to attack them. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's gonna go. <laughs> you can send them. You send them some Jedi. Oh yeah, that'd actually, be better, if you could cause... send me some Jedi, that would be great. Can I put in a request for specific Jedi? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm be... gonna give you random Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You're gonna send me like that one, the little dude with the pointy ears and the top knot. Oh, God, I what's like his him. Name? Yeah. Okay. That... Yeah, but you don't want to bone him. Anyway, do you uh, want to bone him? I'm cu- anyway, I'm curious. I'm just okay. curious. What is it like? <laughs> Why'd you send me like the the librarian Jedi whose name I can't recall right I now? I love her. Be quiet. I I would hang out with her. We would sit down and have coffee. <clears throat> She's a lot cooler in the comics, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Do we have anything else for Lair of Grievous? No, but uh, I don't. But I do think we need to talk about what we're going to do next. Yes. <laughs> so the next two episodes are part of an arc. Right. They are 100% connected. That's season one, episode 11, and episode 12. That's Dooku captured 
and uh, the Gungan General. Yep. <laughs> These two episodes. Uh, so we're going to do both of those in one episode. Yeah. We're going to do that. Um, uh, Steph, I'm, I'm, do you know why I'm so excited to talk about these two episodes in particular? Tell me why you're so excited. Because one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars finally makes his <laughs> debut. I fucking love Hondo Anaka so, so much. And we are going to finally meet Hondo Onaka. Oh, I'm so excited to revisit him. I adore him. Yeah, uh, my my favorite my favorite memory of going to Star Wars Land for the first time, because uh, <laughs> mind you, one of the rides wasn't even open yet. The only ride that was open was the Millennium Falcon ride, uh, mm-hmm. and the cantina and the lightsaber building were the only things that were available. But because it was a pre- but because it was a preview day, like there was hardly anybody there, so you could just do Millennium the Millennium Falcon ride over and over and over again. Nice. Uh, I did. I I purposely. Read nothing about it. Uh, there was no spoilers. Uh, uh, so you walk, you walk in, you go up to a bunch of ramps, you hear a bunch of people talking and bitching about what an asshole uh, Hondo is and how they're making him work oh. hard. And I, you go into this a waiting room, and there is fucking Hondo Anaka right there in full what? glory. What? Yes, and, and I, he's an animatronic, right? Yeah, he's a a really good one too. Like he's like. His fingers are moving. His arms are, like it's it's, it's, a, it's Hondo. It's a real person. It's it's not like the the robots. That it's a small world robots. No, like, this the, is a really. You, you sent me video, and I was not a hundred percent convinced that wasn't actually an actor. Yeah, yeah. And and, and what's awesome is uh, uh, in uh, when you get onto the Millennium Falcon, there's a uh, you do a mission briefing, and he's on camera. That's a real actor that's doing Hondo, mm-hmm. and it's the same. It's the same voice actor too. Oh, Jim Cummings. Yeah, yeah. We'll Jim talk Cummings. about him next time. Yeah. So I, I, I fucking love that ride so much. Uh, when you you walk in and uh, Hondo's up on this platform, and he gets this communication uh, where this guy's like, "Hey, we noticed that you're selling, you know, shields, illegal weaponry, blah blah." And Hondo's like, "No, no, no. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. We only sell legal, blah 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 here." And then he hits mm-hmm. his button. And he's like, "Shoot him." <laughs> and, and then Hondo turns around. Oh, hello, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> he's a goddamn delight. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to next episode because, like, some of the most competent and dangerous force users in the galaxy will be 100% bamboozled by uh, a pirate. And it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. That is what we will be talking about next time. Season one, episodes eleven and twelve. Oof! Yay! Great. Mm. Ah, cannot wait. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. That's Are we it. ready to outro that's the it. show? Yeah, outro. Sweet. Okay. So yeah. Hey, thanks everybody for uh, listening. We do appreciate that. Uh, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you can totally do that. We are on the social medias. Uh, that is uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as at Dark Side Divas, except on Facebook where we are at the Dark Side Div- Divas. And I'm not plotting anybody's demise over that at all. Well, that's that was really ominous. Uh, you can also uh, <laughs> it would also be really awesome if you would subscribe to our show. You can pick uh, your favorite podcast platform of choice, be it iTunes, uh, whatever Google is calling their new shit now because they just changed uh-huh. it. Uh, yeah. Spotify and any other platform. Uh, please subscribe. Please review. And if you have any questions for us, uh, whether they're mean, especially if they're mean, uh, we will yeah. read it on the air. And if uh, if you if you say something that's true, uh, I will congratulate you. If you say something stupid, I will make fun of you. How about that? Yeah. 
Oh, we, we will. It'll be a tag team kind of a thing, but not in a fun, sexy way. And sometimes it's both. And if you do both, I will really uh, cheer you on and then give you some shape. Yeah. Applause, applause, applause. Destroy. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs>